record. How, how, how you doing there? I'm good. How are you, Colin? Oh, I'm doing great. Madeline Moore. Madeline Moore of, 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 of Portland, Oregon. Great, great comic. How are you feeling good? I'm feeling really good. You're in the Lazy Boy. I'm the, in the Lazy Boy. The, the classic murder casserole podcast, Lazy Boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound like a thrilled... Oh, it was. Oh. <laughs> I got my Lazy Boy. I got my whiskey here. Yeah, we've got some nice Buffalo Trace. Should we do a little cheers? Yeah. Do a cheersy. Cheers. Thanks for coming cheers. over. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I like that. That's good stuff. A little Buffalo Trace, Kentucky yeah, Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Stuff. Courtesy of my buddy, shout out, Brody Stanford. Brody? Slip me that. <laughs> He's, if he listens to this, he's going to be so disappointed that I still have any of that bottle left. Because he gave it to me a while ago. But like I was telling you before we started, I don't really drink at home that much anymore. Yay. Do you like having a drink at home? Um, yeah. But, um, trying to cut back. Mm-hmm. You know? Trying not to be an alcoholic, as a lot of uh, people who do comedy are. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That, that felt very pointed. Uh, <laughs> you that's the only time you've made eye contact with me this far is right after you said that um no i'm kidding yeah no it's i need to i well first up, what's if you're gonna have so you can have a drink at home you're just hanging out you're gonna watch you're gonna watch a movie uh-huh. you're having a you're having a madeline night madeline night what's the drink you're having it's not really about the drink for Madeline Knight. Uh, it's whatever whatever does the job in the least amount of calories. Oh, I feel you. Yeah, I'll take I'll take anything really. It's more about what I'm gonna eat after I mm. drink. That's nice. Yeah. You think about that. I never think about that. Oh, I think about that all. <laughs> oh. I'm always thinking about what I'm gonna eat next. That's. I should think about it more because if I think if I put just a little bit of time into it, I wouldn't like panic eat food that's bad for me. <laughs> you know, because a lot of times yeah. it'll be, oh, I didn't plan out anything to eat today, <laughs> and then I didn't think of anything, and I'm starving, and there's <laughs> McDonald's about, so I'm gonna get some some Mickey D's. Mickey D's. Just drown my. I eat too much too when I get Mickey D's. I have no control it's hard it's really hard um yeah i eat too much constantly as well yeah yeah well this is fun let's get back to drinking (laughs) Um, (laughs) no i'm trying not to drink it It, it, i I want there to be balance at the home drinking and i feel like Mm -hmm. if i have like a night where i'm hanging out at home and having i just having a drink having one or two mm-hmm. and then tempering myself so when I go out to Mike's and do comedy I don't overindulge as much because right now it's feeling like drinking is just something I do at open mics that's good I don't think it's no, good. It's not good I don't think I think it might I don't that, th- it's, the it's not that for I, me. yeah it's not that I'm getting wasted every time I get on stage but it I, helps you loosen up it helps you loosen up to a point but it's like playing pool you don't like, want to get too loose we there's a sweet spot, you know, spot. because okay. I mean, there's a, you play for me at least. You're playing pool. Mm-hmm. If you have like three or four beers, like you're probably gonna have a really good game of pool. Oh, okay. You know, but if you have five to eight beers mm-hmm. and a couple of shots of you know, oh, fireball, yeah. you know, the I'm on the ground do, at that point. You're on the ground at five to eight beers and fireball. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, I said it yeah. out loud and I was <laughs> like, no, yeah, that's kind a, of a lot. <laughs> that would probably put me out of the table these days, too. I don't, I think about how. Wait, much... what is far? Is that like, I know it's like a spicy, like gross. Yeah. Liquor? So it's a, technically, they, they market it as a cinnamon whiskey. Whiskey, okay. It's but whiskey. I don't think there are people in the whiskey community who don't want to call it that because <laughs> it's They're like, embarrassed of it? And they, either they're embarrassed of it or they look down their nose at it. And there is something like it was recalled in the UK because there like wasn't, there was like antifreeze shit in it. Ew, uh, like, but that's your go-to? It's not my go-to. It's just what, like, I don't know about you, but when I was in college and stuff, mm-hmm. it was, Fireball became very, very popular as Ooh. it is because it's very inexpensive. Like a, a fifth of it's like 15 bucks, right? Hmm. 17 bucks maybe. Um at least in Iowa, where I went to college. I drank mostly Natty Light. Natty Light. Natty Light. That is a yeah. that's a that's a dad garage beer. <laughs> that's a beer that I feel like my friends' dads drank in their garage. My dad drank jugs of Carlo Rossi wine. Ooh, I love a Carlo Rossi though. <laughs> I fucking dig it. Table wine. Yeah. Hell yeah. Big old jug. That's sweet, sugary. Yeah. <laughs> cheap wine. That's good. It's all right. <laughs> like I said, I uh, whatever does the job for me is what I drink. Yeah. This is actually good, though, this stuff. I could get down with this. This is, it's relaxing to have a nice one, and everyone's like, do you, you you're not supposed to put, you know, ice and whiskey and good mm-hmm. whiskey, but fuck it. I like, like it cold. Have it the way, I like it I don't want hot, mm-hmm. lukewarm alcohol. No, this is, ref- it's like refreshing. It's refreshing. It's like warm yet cold. It, cold. it takes a little bit of the edge off it. But I think the flavors still come through. Definitely flavorful. But we're doing small ice cubes. If we were, if we, if we had proper whiskey aficionados, we'd have the big balls. Oh yeah, the balls. Which I have some, but I didn't think it seems really hard to get. I've seen people trying to get the ball out of the like silicone thing. That's what we have. We have seems balls. hard. So we have the silicone, and we have little plastic like orbs that you can fill up like water bottles. Yeah. So, um, which I don't like as much, frankly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. We're talking about drinking. Talk about it. Let's talk about comedy. 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 Yeah. Why do you do comedy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Why do you do comedy? What got you into comedy? Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a cool answer for this. Um, I was really shy growing up. I had a lot of social anxiety. Mm. I felt kind of trapped in my own skin you know and yeah. i saw all the funny kids and everyone's like oh they're so funny what yeah. a jokester and i was like oh, i feel like i can be funny if i could just uh like speak without having a panic attack mm. um but i'm on uh anxiety i'm on some you know some happy pills now and uh <laughs> and i'm you know I'm I'm out there. I'm hey, this is hey world. Hell yeah. I'm uh, Madeline. I, I got loved it. I got something to say. Madeline's got more. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna go on your on your uh, t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta cut me in on the merch. Yeah. If when you start to get in the black, you know, well, black is profit, right? I will say, unfortunately, you're not the first one. Yeah, but I, I've said it on a public forum on <laughs> okay, mic. It's okay, recorded. For, I see the little bloop bloops in the line here, so <laughs> I think I'm winning. Um, but it's not a competition. But that's cool. I love that. 
the confidence. I was, I tried to be one of the funny kids. You try, yeah. Well, I, I, I would do anything for a laugh, mm-hmm. like, when I was a kid. And I'm just, I've always been a very talkative person, like, kind of extroverted. I don't know. I can see that about you. Yeah, I don't know, man. Were I you in the it... cool kids in what what kind no. of high school uh, group grouping were you? I was, in? A, I was a theater kid. There, yes, theater okay. kid, I band see that. kid. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I was nice. a bad, not a great student. I was pretty middle of the road. Oh, I was a good student. Were you? Oh yeah. Like straight A's and shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I wasn't one of those kids who had to like who like never studied and got straight A's. Like I, yeah, I, I, I had to work. Yeah, I didn't work very hard, yeah. and I didn't, and as a result, I did not get very good grades. If I could go back, um, I probably wouldn't have worked as hard. I don't mm-hmm. think it mattered that much. I don't think it matters at all. Yeah, None of it matters, man. Like I, I went to, I did all the shit. I did the middle of the road shit. I went to college. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I got my degree in four years, and I'm, uh, I have the best job I think I've had, at least in terms of money and benefits that I have right now and I'm a janitor hmm? you know and I did yeah. not need to go to college to do that I'm glad I did I don't regret it but it was very I regret the money I spent I don't regret the time yeah it was a waste of money um it continues to be because I'm still paying for it I also went to college and you um, put, you, it's an audio form Madeline we can't see that you did air quotes oh I did air quotes <laughs> college um well, you don't have to bring that up because they actually didn't make sense when I did them anyway. It was really college. Yeah. Was it like, I was, that sounds like you went in the military or something. <laughs> no, it was just regular old college. College for biology and, uh, Ooh. yeah. But I didn't end up even needing that degree at all in what I'm doing because I had to get a separate respiratory therapy degree anyway respiratory therapy yeah so you got two you got two bachelors you got a master's that was an associates associates to get the respiratory therapy right on so i got that and then i got my bachelor's in biology Mm -hmm. i was horrible at biology i wasn't too great i was okay at it uh chemistry i minored in chemistry now that is hard yeah I didn't, uh, I think in high school I grasped chemistry, chemistry a little bit better. Because oh, it just really? ended up being math. It's, it's a little more math, math. And when I get math. I was good at math, but I was still bad at chemistry. I hated math, but there were times when I was okay. At times when I understood it, I really liked it. Mm. Like, I got algebra. Oh, I loved algebra. So, yeah. I, I didn't mind it. Everything after <clears throat> algebra is what I But liked. I hated, uh, math throughout elementary and into junior high. Mm. And, uh, I was just not good at it. I wasn't good at the, the stuff that gets, my mom, she's like, you're not good at the stuff that makes you money. <laughs> like the skills. Well, cause I think I remember saying my parents are both child abuse investigators. They were social workers. Oh, damn. So I think once my mom asked me like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, I don't know. I'll just do what you do. Cause both my parents did it. So I was like, that's what a job is. Yeah. Is you work for the state, like investigating parents that beat the shit out of their kids. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's rough, but I, there, she was just like, "Don't do that." Yeah, you, you don't, want you to don't make any uh, money, and it's sounds, and it's upsetting. <laughs> I love that she gave you that advice. That yeah. sounds like one of the most upsetting jobs out there. She gave it to all of us, my older sisters as well. But then they how kinda, many sisters you got? I have three. Nice. Um, I have three. A lot of ladies in the family. Only ladies. Woohoo! I'm the only. Well, I have a stepbrother now, and I have a nephew. 
So okay. for whatever that's worth, like <laughs> I have a stepbrother and a nephew, and they're chill. Uh, but yeah, my but my oldest sister went into abused children as well as a field. <laughs> went into the abused children. <clears throat> she went into the family industry. business, which is <laughs> yeah. fucked up families, honestly. Uh, my other sister became a nurse, so similarly, like dealing with like trauma and upsetting things all the time. Yeah, they're just drawn to it. They're they I love it. it. I can't. I can't. I just go sit back and make fun of them. That's, that's always been my I've always been the clown you know fam, you're talking about like school clowns families need clowns there needs to be one family member that takes everywhere. nothing seriously and I think that's the role I fill and in that's you yeah I, I don't nice. care and do your sisters appreciate this no <laughs> they think I'm an asshole for it I think most of the time which is probably deserved <laughs> this has been great for me thank you for coming oh on. you're welcome we're really exercising some things yeah working happy. some stuff out yeah but in a very healthy way yeah because I need people to hear it you understand I can't do it just for me so is your family really good at not abusing <laughs> uh, kids or you, you were you guys you guys probably we thumped around a little bit not really yeah that's uh, good because they knew everything not to do yeah, they knew what stuff to avoid, but, you know, there's everybody's... Don't gone. leave a mark in a visible area. That's exactly what my mother would probably... Yeah. That's actually a go-to joke of hers. <laughs> it's like, I, it was like a jokey threat she had. We were like, I know how to beat you and not leave marks. Right. No, I had a, I had a stepmom, like a partner of my biological mother's later in, uh, from the time of she was around her childhood, who was not very good. Ah, to, uh, to my sister and I, but that's a, that's a whole other thing. So you were adopted? I was not adopted. I was um, born, uh, my parents got a sperm donor. Oh! So my parents, two women, were in a couple, and they had two kids. They had um, my sister Claire and I, mm-hmm. and my oldest sister Colleen, uh, was from a previous relationship with one of my mothers, mm. and uh, then they got together, and they had my sister and I with a sperm donor, you know, and uh, then they split up. So oh, then my okay. mom got another partner who moved in. Oh, it's coming and, together. Okay. You know, step parents are rough. I don't know your experience. Are your parents still together? I have parents that are still together. I'm we very lucky. lucky. That's I nice. know. I know an only child. Oh wow. Oh, okay. And that yeah, checks. I don't know. Yeah. No, I would have believed you had like an older brother. You would have believed. I would have believed you oh, like okay. just one older brother. Okay. Or a younger sister somehow. One of those two. But I you're just a, you're either a, an only. Which I know now for certain, <laughs> but or you have one, you're just a one fur. I can I get that vibe off. Yeah. Or you had an older brother who tortured you. I don't know tortured. I bet he was a a, a dick, but a protector is what I would have seen mm-hmm. for you. This is the fictional version of your life. I like this. Into, okay. Uh, you know, did you have uh, older role models that weren't your parents? You have like cousins and neighbors and shit. Um, I had older. Friends who were disturbed. Fun. Yeah. They, I have, like, sisterly type friends. That's fun. Um, uh, well, they were... I don't want to, you know, just in case they see this on. They were... Um, I've been dropping names this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> of my family, too. I think we're, in the, we're, we're already in it. Yeah. They, my friends, they just had a... Parents who weren't too great, uh-huh. or they were their parents were getting divorced, and I had like a stable, loving yeah. family. Makes you the object of envy. 
Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was the object of envy. I was also the object of... Yeah, they were just envious and kind of mean and... Mm. That sucks. It sucked, yeah. It's rough. Because you didn't do anything. You just had a nice... I didn't do you did a nice... I just, <laughs> you just had the, uh, the, the, the... I just got lucky. The Yeah, you got lucky. And, and I, I know, you know, and they... It's... I think everybody hits a point in their life, especially in that, I don't know what age range we're talking about, but I think in, like, early teen years, yeah, you certainly that's... hit that shitty time where you're like, my, my fucking family sucks, and everyone else's family's bad. Fuck yeah. you for having a nice... Like, I had... Yeah. One of my closest friends in my life has, like, a an amazing, loving bunch of siblings. His parents are still together. They're, you know, just amazing family. Very close-knit. Mm-hmm. And, like gnarly shit would go down when I was a kid and I would be like I would say I would try to like share something I remember specifically talking about my mom's drinking this is sad this is <laughs> but like we're gonna talk about murder too so whatever yeah but talking about like my mom's drinking being like I think my mom's an alcoholic and he's like alright whatever Colin <laughs> and I'm like you. what do you know you have like the nicest life you, you <laughs> like his parents I remember being like strict but they were very loving, caring people. And they had f- fucking five kids. And they all supported these kids' interests, like, with the same amount of gusto. Mm-hmm. And none of them, like, ended it up... It doesn't do- sound too bad. No, it was great. And I think one of them ended up going into, like, a similar field as the dad. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a, you have to do this thing because we do... It wasn't like an... Ab- I mean, I'm sure they had they had their issues. I don't want to talk out of turn. I haven't said their names. Fuck it. <laughs> um, but, uh... <laughs> Uh, beautiful, like, loving home. Every time I went over there, I was like, oh my god, this is so... They, they're they all cracking jokes at the dinner table mm. together. I was like, god, we haven't had a meal not in front of the TV for forever. Like, oh, we used to do that, the TV meals. That was great. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a go-to, because yeah. you just want them to, everybody to be quiet. So you put on something that somewhat everybody agrees on. Yeah. Yeah. Frasier. Frasier. <laughs> We used to watch a lot of Frasier. We watched a lot of Fra- We watched a lot of Fear Factor. Ew! How we st- how we- yeah, we were. That I'm- was not my family my is responsible. Would not ever put for jettisoning Joe Rogan into the fame status. <laughs> That's a a Fear Factor family stays together. It's true. They had Fear Factor family competitions, and I remember thinking like we would lose immediately. It's gross. It was playing on an Atlas Pizza the other night, but I couldn't help watching it, waiting for my slices. <laughs> Ew! With the they put you in like the tank of bugs and yeah, it was like a, a, a maggot yeah, stuff. Oh, oh, yeah. There was always a scary one, a gross one, and a scary one. That was okay. like the order. It was like rock climbing, like in the desert, and then like bugs and poop and stuff, mm-hmm. and then like water being dragged by a boat, like in a lagoon somewhere. Water being dragged by a boat. Well, being dragged by a boat on the water, you know. Oh. Yeah. Did anyone ever die in Fear Factor? No, I remember a couple times them, them like heightening the drama by mm-hmm. like you know having an EMT show up. Oh wow! Because a lot of times they cut, they do this, which is the key to like all the technicians be like, "Fucking stop! I'm stop. done." Stop! Someone's yeah. bleeding out. It's like your safety word, but it's a safety motion. Hmm. Oh gosh, my coaster's sticking to my drink. All right, let's 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 talk about some murder, man. Oh yeah. Is, this is murder casserole podcast. I've been waiting. All right, yeah. Well, we got we got. It was a nice chat. It was nice yeah, about family one. and trauma. Yeah, and stuff. trauma it was stuff. Great. 
So we're talking about, uh, let me know if you know this case. Do you know the case of the Bender family? The Bloody Benders? I don't know. I might if you go into detail. We might go into detail. So the Bender family. It doesn't sound familiar. This is an old timey story. We're going back to the old west. The old Midwest, really. Um, Kansas, specifically, Ooh. in the 1870s. It's a good murder place. Yes. The Bender family were a family of local creeps who ran an inn, like a hotel, and had like a little barn and like a like a bed and breakfast, basically. Huh. And it had found out that they killed a bunch of the inhabitants and buried them on the property. Oh, wow. Specifically in the apple orchard. Oh. They'd been killing, and it remains kind of unsolved. Nobody was convicted for these <gasps> crimes, so... So let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. From the start. So not a whole lot is known about the Bender family. You know, there was four members, all right? Mm -hmm. So there's John Bender Sr., who was a a prickly old man. Nobody liked him in town. He could barely speak English. He spoke with heavily accented English, as did his wife, Elvira. Ooh, that's a good name. Did you ever watch the Elvira Mistress of the Dark shit? No. Oh, man. It made so many bisexuals. (laughs) <laughs> and so many like people with goth like kinks and like who are into that oh she's huh. great do you know about like horror hosts no this is a tangent so back in the day starting in like the 60s local TV stations would get like uh, bundles of movies to show mm-hmm. uh, like on their TV stations late at night mm-hmm. so they would usually have like an employee of the TV station like host the movie oh cool so it's almost like Mystery Science Theater 3000 where they like they intro it and then on commercial breaks they come in and like make jokes about the movie I've seen stuff kind of like that Twilight Zone yes and they made it very campy Elvira Mistress of the Dark was possibly the hottest one Ooh, okay you, like, look her up sometime but every doing this episode and typing up the script every time I type to Elvira, that's what I thought about. But <laughs> anyway, so John Sr. is about 60 and Elvira is around 55. And they also have two kids, so two adult children living with them when they arrive in Labette County in northwestern Kansas in 1872. That's 1872. when this is happening. Okay. Yeah. So now the Bender kids are a weird lot. John Jr. Bender uh, barely smoke, s- smoked, um, <laughs> barely spoke really, but when he would go into town and was around people in the general store, if you like talk to him, apparently he would just start laughing, Aww. like giggling. He's literally like the new Joker movie Creepy. where he just laughed compulsively Aww. and he uh, had a habit, kind of like Ed Gein, you know, who we'll talk about in a later episode. Uh, was given to, like, just staring at townswomen, like, intently. Like, not, I shouldn't be staring at you when I say that. He's the guy um, who, like, decapitated his mom, right? Ed Gein, yeah. That's, well, he didn't decapitate his mom. That's Ed Kemper. Ed Ke- oh, okay. Ed Gein was a, uh, a grave robber, mostly, who also mm-hmm. murdered a couple of women in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, he would really creep out everybody by laughing, John Jr. And Kate Bender... Mm-hmm. was the one daughter of the family. Now, Kate, she's what you'd call a pistol. Oh. Kate was very cool. She would go into town, and she was very promiscuous. She kind of bragged nice. about uh, fucking a bunch of people in town. Oh, nice. And was known, <clears throat> had a reputation as a bit of a homewrecker. You know, people were kind of slut-shaming her, which is not cool. Not cool. Not cool to do to anybody. I don't care how creepy she is. But she was very, she had a potty mouth. Mm. She claimed to be like a psychic. Wow, she's ahead of her time, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, she would just go around. Oh, I was reading about this case. Uh, the the, the, bo- the audio book I listened to to do research for this is called uh, 
Little Slaughterhouse on the Prairie. Fun <laughs> title by Harold Schechter, who's a great true crime author. And he also read, I also read the, his book about Ed Gein, which is the research I did for that one. Uh, which is coming soon, Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Butcher of Plainfield. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, basically in the book, every time reading it, I, I, I kind of caught feelings for Kate Bender. Like, just to hear about how she conducted herself in town. Like, that's my kind of guy. In the present day, I can tell you, you liked her when you called her a pistol. She was a pistol. (laughs) But this is the problem, is that it's like, she was also kind of a murderer. We'll get to it. Yeah. But okay. um, not kind of at all, actually. She's just straight <laughs> But she claimed to be a psychic. She would just go around, like, forcing people's fortunes on them. Huh. Just be like, ah, your mom's going to die on Tuesday or whatever, you know. <laughs> but she was also a bit of a charmer. People liked her mostly for this. Women were creeped out by her. Women thought mm-hmm. were kind of threatened by her because she was yeah. very promiscuous. And she also admitted multiple times to fucking her brother. Oh, whoa. Okay. And I say admitted like someone asked her, yeah. but she was just proud and out she was, about She it. liked it. She was just, I, yeah, what does it matter? Yeah. Like, she basically <laughs> was at a town hall meeting once and was like, what does it matter that I like to fuck my brother? You know, <laughs> which is a very odd <laughs> yeah. thing to do. But that has I led... wouldn't announce that at town hall. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good that you don't have a brother. It's not even brother. an option. I, you know, I would like that option, though. Wait, what? Why? I don't know. I'll take that. I take that back. I was going to say. Know. No, that's not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an only child. What do I know? No, you don't I, want I don't that know. option. You know. Is that, that's a thing that, like, maybe stepbrother. I wouldn't think less of you for saying stepbrother. Stepbrother. Yeah. But that's, regular that's like brother. That's like a whole. Off. Okay, you learn something new. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not really incest if it's your stepbrother. Yeah, yeah. You know? Come on. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. We're not related. <laughs> but they were related. They they think. There's some theories. We'll get into it a little Ooh, bit later. Okay. There's some theories that they weren't actually brother and sister and that these weren't even actually at the vendors. It was not actually a family. There's some wow, theories about that. the rabbit hole gets deeper. It gets. It's a very hard, you know, there weren't records in the 1870s to keep up with this type of stuff. These people didn't leave a paper trail. And also based on the accents of the elder benders and a little bit John Jr., uh, they theorize that they were like either German initially from like or Dutch, you know, yeah. from the Netherlands, or you know Norwegian even. But uh, basically, they were among the original settlers in this area. So I think how it goes is Kansas kind of becomes an official state, and uh, they're selling off land out there to settlers. And uh, John, both John benders, John and John Jr., go out there and they buy an acreage. And they build a cabin, and they divide the cabin in two. One side's the personal residence of the family. Mm-hmm. One side's like a, a, a bed and breakfast slash general store. Oh, wow. Out so in the middle of nowhere. A lot and of property. Yeah. Uh, they're really using their heads there. <laughs> really one-stop uh, shop. Yeah. Yeah. So they do that. They, get, they build a barn. They've got a pig pen. They've got animals. They have an apple orchard that they plant. Once the women get out there, they send for Elvira and Kate Bender, mm-hmm. and they move out there. So they've got this place. There's just a big sign on it. It says grocery. Mm-hmm. That's how you'd know it. So, Madeline. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into some history slash context. Oh, nice. So this area, have you ever been through Kansas? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. I well, I've been into Kansas, but never this part. I don't think this is northwestern Kansas, so it's like up, like closer, like Colorado, like southern Colorado. Okay. Right so this is like middle of nowhere'sville. 
this time yeah. in, in the country. You know, this prairie grass, tall very grass, very flat land, very flat. There's hills. I think. Oh, there's, there's hills. rivers. River oh. about. It's not ugly area. Okay. You know, this part of Kansas, but it has a very bloody past. This Ooh. part of Kansas. So during the Civil War, <clears throat> excuse me, Kansas was just a territory. It wasn't claimed by either side. No one wanted it. No, it was not that it, would, it just wasn't a state yet. Okay. So they didn't de- really declare an allegiance. Mm. It was still just like settlers. It was a colony, basically, oh. still. Um, and there was mixing from both sides of the conflict in Civil mm. War. There were some Confederate people, leading people who lived out there. But since it was federal land, not a state mm. yet, the Union Army also had a big presence out there. It also, because it wasn't, uh, they had no laws of uh, uh, for slavery, there weren't slaves in Kansas... Uh, a lot of escaped slaves like set up colonies and like settlements out there as did a lot of like German immigrants because Germans apparently at the time were big abolitionists. Go watch Django Unchained. Oh, That yeah. arrangement's not super crazy because a lot of Germans came to America in that time and got involved in the abolition movement. That weird uh, German actor guy. Yeah, yeah, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, he's good. He's great. I, like I think he's the real guy's Austrian in real life. Uh, not, there's not a huge difference. They're close together. Do you know where we get the word? Do you know where the word Austrian comes from? No. It's Austreich, which literally means the Eastern Kingdom. So it's the, the their uh-huh. country's name is literally East Germany, like East Germany. The East wishes. Part. Yeah, yeah, and they speak German there, but it's much more bouncy. Mm. And they always say, yeah, they they don't say goodbye. The way that German people, German people, this is a quick German lesson. <laughs> if you're saying bye-bye to someone in German, you say tschüss. Tschüss. Yeah, it sounds messed up, but it's fun. That's how I learned it. But in <laughs> Germany, they would say, because, or in Austria, they would say, because apparently they're more religious down there, mm. they would say, like, go with God, the translation, so it's Grüß Gott. Grüß Gott. Which seems much, much more aggressive. Yeah, it sounds more German. Yeah. Well, the Germans are not inherently aggressive people. It's just they had a bad few decades and that you know could happen anyone yeah it could could, (laughs) I mean they took our Jim Crow laws to use the Nazis used our Jim Crow laws to strip away rights from Jewish people fun fact um, they took a page out of our book to, to Oh, wow. That. Yeah, no, it's a... Well, sir, Ken Burns' new Holocaust thing has apparently kind of shed some light on that, how mm. Hitler kind of took a page out of our book and how we deprive rights from people here in the United States and use wow. that in Germany during his rise to power. No, it, it may... Uh, pretty, any, any race or ethnicity or anything can be evil. It's, it's not... Yeah, it's circumstance and it's, it's fear yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um is what really does it but anyways this has been fun uh let's get back to a lighter topic like old westy murder like so um the like i was saying in the history during the civil war it was like semi-neutral territory this part um so a lot of escaped slaves abolitionist activists but that means that confederate guerrilla groups so like not confederate army but people who were sympathetic to the south's cause during the civil war would just raid these settlements constantly and kill a bunch of people and kidnap a bunch of people. A lot of escaped slaves were sold back into slavery during these raids and stuff like that. So that gave the area known, became known as uh, Bleeding Kansas. Wow. Yeah. So pretty messed up. Pretty. There was specifically an attack on a, a place called Lawrence, a town in Lawrence, Kansas, that was especially bad. Mm-hmm. A raid against uh, by um, William Quantrill and his guerrilla raiders. So who are these raiders uh, t- 
take they, these people were in Assad on either the north or the south living Correct. in Canada. Well, they were federal land, so technically it's run by the north, for okay. like, by the Union because it's federal. Like, but since it's not a state, hasn't been established, there's no, like, state government to secede from the Union. But the guerrillas could tell themselves, oh, well, it's federal land, so technically we're stealing from the North. Yes, exactly. And also, they were targeting the people they didn't like. Yeah. um, Fun fact, some of those Confederate guerrillas who participated in the Lawrence Raid, uh, Jesse and Frank James. You know, the Um, James brothers, the James gang? They had guns and they... They, they uh, robbed trains. Ro- and, train robbers. Yes, they were bank robbers yes. and train robbers. The famous became heroes later after death. They were Confederate sympathizers. They're from Missouri. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> Too big of a sip. <laughs> when I, was, I drank bourbon to clear my throat, which I think is a bad <laughs> idea. It's not a great idea. <laughs> But, um, so, and another thing, in the the 1870s, when this stuff is kind of kicking off, there's really only one way west, so a lot of people are trying to get out to this part of the country, get out to Oregon, this Oregon Trail. Ooh, building, the Oregon Trail. Yeah, and uh, get out to California, mm-hmm. you know, and other spots out west, but this part in Kansas in the 1870s was, like, kind of the last stop before you get into really untamed stuff. Oh. Like, there aren't settlements for miles and miles and miles. Mm, better stop and get gas. Exactly. And all of these settlements, including the Bender Farm, were like miles away from anything else. I talked about them going into town. That's probably ten miles away. Mm, that's know. perfect. For yes, murder. exactly. You know where the fuck we're going with this. Love it. Love it. So there's also, as I'm sure you can imagine, little to no law enforcement out here. Yeah. Darn. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not a lot of people. There's, like, some provisional government stuff, some very early, like, people, but they're all centralized in They town. have, like, sheriffs and They got stuff. a sheriff. They got a Wyatt Earp type with a big old mustache, I imagine. Five. You know, having a good time. And, you know, perhaps strategically, like I said, the Bender Grocery and Inn was, like, the last stop where settlers could, like, rest and, like, you gas up, but not really. But, like, feed their horses, get a meal, good night's rest, because the next settle- human settlement, like, it's like going into a foreign country, and the next time you're going to see an embassy is, like, 50 to 100 miles. Mm. So, I think Long they... Long way in a wagon. Yeah. So, I personally think they kind of did this on purpose to get travelers to come out. Yeah. And we'll get kind of into their motives, but it's mostly money-based. <laughs> Because who would have thunk it? it? Money based. Well, you know, a lot of times when we talk about modern day serial killers, they're not really money based, money driven. They're they're driven by like power, power and pleasure and passion. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Um. Well, speaking of murder. Murder. Let's get into it. Okay. So, a year after they settled in the area, about this is about year year and a half, eighteen seventy, you know, four ish maybe. Uh, their crimes start to come up. So first off, this guy, this guy from town whose name was Jones, his body, his dead body was found in a dried out riverbed not hmm. far from the Bender farm and inn. Uh, and his skull was caved in and his throat was cut. Wow. Dead as fuck. So then, a couple weeks later, two more men show up just laying out in the prairie. Similarly, both their heads smashed in, their throats cut. Why would you throw the bodies into a dried-out riverbed? Shouldn't you just throw them into a regular riverbed? 
I wonder if they did, and that's just where the body ended up. And it got dried out. Yeah, yeah. it got. It just got dragged somewhere, and that that's where smarter. it got snagged on something and stopped. And we don't know how long it was in there. Okay, that's true. So, could have been there for throwing it in in the spring, and mm-hmm. then come summertime if it gets dry out there. Sure does in the, like August, I imagine. It's pretty dry out in northwestern Kansas. Yeah. I wouldn't know. But, <laughs> anyway, so, and two more guys who were, were never identified were also found killed, like, pretty much the same way. So, immediately, because it's close enough to this area, Labette County, people in town immediately suspect the Benders. Because they're fucking weirdos. They're weirdos. Yeah, the people, they're not popular in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Bender Sr., when he would go into town, was known for being really cheap and, and miserly. <laughs> I love that word. Being an old miser. An old miser. And uh, he barely spoke English, and when he did, it was like just to be like, get out of my way, you know. <clears throat> <laughs> get off my property. Exactly. Elvira was kind of the same way. People thought she was maybe a witch. Mm. But like not slutty a Slutty witch? Not a, not a slutty witch. Oh. Like a haggish. Haggish witch. They, they, uh, so many accounts of Elvira Bender talk about how ugly she was. Aww. Yeah, well... But she was... Do you want a good-looking murderer instead? She was fucking a lot, though. No, that's Kate. Oh, okay, that's never mind. That's okay, the so there's an ugly witch one and a... The, the and mom. The one that... The one that fucked. And there's conflicting reports on what Kate looked like. Kate was the one who was promiscuous. And did her brother. And did her brother, John Jr. But there was, there's conflict. Some people in town thought Kate was good looking, thought she was very charming and beautiful. She had red hair, Ooh. you know, and then other people thought she was just kind of plain. Huh. It's probably some. Do you have any photos? I, let's look. I, there were some that came up initially when I was looking at it, mm. but let's take a peek. Yeah. Well, my, my Google Chrome, sponsor us Google, uh, was, uh, <laughs> pulls up. We'll talk about it. So, okay. you know. They were also, you know, like I said, people thought John Jr. was a creep as well. Like and he they, wasn't a good looker either. He was not. He was skinny and waifish. Hmm. They didn't like him, uh, okay. which is unfortunate. I think that's, uh, you know, it's rude to make fun of somebody that way. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see here. It looks like John Sr. had some had some facial hair. Let's see. This is what we got from Wikipedia. Okay. Oh. Uh oh. Something fell. This my little dongle. A dongle. So this is what it's looking like. Which one's the brother? I think it's yeah that guy John Bender Jr. Oh No 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 that's senior right here. Mm, He's got a butt chin. He's got a butt chin. This is old Ma Bender. Yeah. And there's Kate. Kate looks nice. Kate looks kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. I like the hair. Um, this is apparently an artist rendering of what the, uh, the, if you cut the thing in half to see, that kind of gives away the murder method. Don't look at that. Oh, Don't look, look at that, it. Madeline. Don't look at it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All I, I saw was a little cabin. <laughs> I hope that didn't... Uh... Yeah, but the brother, he looks a little, he looks like very pale and ghosty, and his yes. eyes look all sunken in and skinny-like. Well, they, yeah, they were uncomfortable. He made people uncomfortable, apparently. I can see that. Yeah. So... What we got here is um, they're immediately seeking. They immediately want to go out and ask the vendors some questions about the whole thing. A town meeting was called to talk about these murders because three bodies have popped up near right. town. So people are a little freaked out. So they call a town meeting. John and John Jr. both go to the meeting mm. about the murders and don't say anything. Yeah. 
And then they leave, and then the next day, apparently, according to someone who usually drives out near the Bender place, the whole place is abandoned. Ooh. Um, people Suspicious. Are, people are gone. So, a few days later, there was some inclement weather or whatever, so a few days later, people go out to the farm and search it. It's empty. All the personal possessions are gone, the people are gone, nothing. They go, they find in the room where the bed and breakfast and the general store is, there's a trap door leading to a cellar right in the middle of the oh, room. Oh, nice. So they open it up and they go down there. And what do they find, Madeline? Bodies. Not quite. Oh. They find a blood-soaked floor. Ew. The, the like, dirt floor of it is saturated with blood. Like they, It's like a movie. They touch it and it's all. Oh, was this in the? Did you say it was in the Airbnb or the? Uh, the Air, yes, Airbnb. it was the Airbnb. <laughs> or um, or the side they lived. This was in the side. Well, it's weird. So apparently, the room, like I said, is cut in half by this curtain, like a wag- oh, covered wagon, like canvas thing. Oh, yeah. okay. And on one side, there's a big bed where the entire family and apparently the Both guests together. all slept together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they had one room, you know. And then on the other side, there's a little table, like a picnic table, that's up against the curtain. And then there's a little counter for the general store. Oh, that sounds so And creepy. that's also probably where the kitchenette little thing is. So the guests bed. slept in the same bed as Apparently, the... Apparently, yeah. Those, <laughs> who, those who made it through a night. You wow. Know. So, um, basically, uh, let's see. Okay, okay. Well, dig, they also decided we're going to dig up this the apple orchard out here. There's an apple orchard. Yeah, once they found the blood Once they found the bloody stuff. So they start digging. They notice some lumps. So they're going to start digging. And they find buried in shallow graves Mm -hmm. some bodies that can be identified. One of them is this guy, John Lancor, who's hometown boy. He's from Iowa. What up? John Lancor is a very sad story. So uh, he has a baby daughter with him, an Mm 18-month-old. And uh, he's deciding he was going west to check on his old homestead. But he was planning on moving back to Iowa because his young wife had just died having their second child. And the child also did not make it. So he's a single man with his 18-month-old daughter hopefully going back to, eventually going back to his uh, parents' homestead in Iowa. Back to the parents. So he's carrying a lot of money. And his body is the first one they find, him and his daughter. Um, and his daughter. Yeah, and he's been killed the same way as the other three. He's had his head bashed in, throat cut. Daughter, though, not. And this is what's really upsetting. <gasps> it seems as though they just threw her in the hole while she was still alive. Ew. And, they couldn't uh, even kill her first? They didn't even kill her first. Damn. That's rough. That's not merciful. I want, I'm sure they were all like, well, no, none of us want to kill a kid. Well, fuck you. You're the kid. Like, come on. What do you... you it's so much worse. What do you worse. think throwing her in a hole and burying her alive is not going to kill her? Well, they think it's going to kill her. They just don't want to do the dirty <laughs> They don't want to actually... They just, they're steely Dan in it, you know. <laughs> I'm a fool to do your... I don't want to do your dirty... I'm a fool to do your dirty... That song... I don't know. It sounds pretty dirty to me anyway. It's Well, it's literally dirty. There's it's dirty. dirty. Um, I love that song. That song gets me <laughs> pumped the fuck up. It's a good one. <laughs> it's... Wonderful. So, I um, don't want to be buried alive. That was, I was just talking to somebody uh, the other night. That is, was my biggest fear as a child. It's a common one. Was like falling into a coma and then thinking I'm dead and then I come out of it in the casket. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that too. To I used to have nightmares about it. I was scared to go in elevators when I was a kid, I was scared I'd get trapped in elevators. Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah, I always wanted to take the stairs. I got stuck in an elevator at work the other day. Ew. Did you panic? No. It wasn't too big a deal. Did you press the emergency button? 
No, because what did I, it was a freight elevator, and I was bringing in dumpsters from outside after they'd been like picked up by the trash and emptied by the trash man. And I, when I was closing the big like freight elevator, you know the vertical doors, mm-hmm. I left the traffic cone that we used to jam the door open in the way, oh. so it won't move without that. So I'd hit the button, and we wouldn't. It would almost feel like we move, but then mm-hmm. it would catch. Uh-huh. So then it's like, uh, fuck, what do we do? But what? it was all it was all chill. You get you made it out. Like. Took me like five minutes to notice what I did, and then I okay. Okay, like, but yes, well, obviously I made it out. I'm talking to you yeah. here now, but uh, yeah. So also they start talking about people. The these crimes become uh, known, so to speak, and uh, people start uh, coming forward. Guys being like, yeah, I stayed a night there with them, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I got bad vibes, to say the least. <laughs> but apparently... I piled up in their bed, and they all started fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um... So they had a very specific method, according to the pe- combination of people survived and what we could tell from the injuries, is that what it seemed to happen is the, 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 the guests would be welcomed in, mm-hmm. be like, oh, come have some food, and they'd sit down at the table with their back against this curtain that divided the room. And Kate or Elvira would be, like, making food and talking to him or whatever. Apparently, Kate was the distractor. She was like, oh, talk, read your fortune or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, give you give you the sexy eyes. Mm-hmm. I like how my version was just widening my eyes. <laughs> it's not. It all works. But then as uh, they're either eating or Kate's distracting them, one of the bender men is on the other side of the curtain with a, like, mallet. Oh, my God. And they swing it at the curtain, knock the guy on the head, crack his head open, and then one of the women comes up to him, cuts his throat just to be sure. Now that's teamwork. Yeah, and then they dump him down into the cellar. uh, Efficient. For a while, and then they go down, and then uh, they take all the money from the body, you know, ransack them, mm-hmm. money, jewelry, valuables, whatever they got. A mm-hmm. lot of them have horses and wagons, so they can sell the wagons, oh, sell nice. the horses. And a lot of these people, like I said, because it's their last stop, a lot of them are holding, like, their entire life savings. Yeah, they got all their luggage with them. Exactly. So the equivalent of, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars in today's money, wow. like, your entire livelihood... It's like moving in a U-Haul and someone steals the U-Haul and then also all of your money is in cash in the U-Haul. When I first moved here, I lost my purse in an Ikea. That's comparable. It sucked. Yeah. (laughs) If the Benders were a Swedish family, that would actually be quite analogous. But I don't think they were. Darn it. I think they were Yearman. Uh, my wife texted me. Uh, still recording. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's gonna. We're raw. We're loose here. Raw casserole. I don't cut for nothing. Good. I'm, we're just going for it, <laughs> including like, as people have said, like uh, including obvious audio issues. <laughs> I don't cut. According to the one episode we've released. No, it hasn't. We're been real here. We're real. We're raw. We're getting into it. Yeah. So. Also, there's a theory that maybe they went down in the cellar after for some of the victims and dismembered them. Because when they dug up the apple orchard, they found some full bodies and full skeletons, and then they found a bunch of pieces. Well, why didn't... just Did they just dismember them for fun? It could have been, because they wanted to. Well, that's the other theory that some people think that maybe... We'll get to it later. Oh, okay. um, I don't want to hop ahead, because I want to... <laughs> 
But, uh, yeah. So, basically, you know, when some of the victims went missing from other parts of the, you know, state territory or whatever, people who knew them were like, what's going on? And naturally, as this happens, when you're able to kill a bunch of people and get away with it for seemingly a long time, because they they identified 11 bodies. Mm, They found They figured out 11 bodies were on the property. Mm -hmm. Um... But there was a bunch more body parts that they found that all told, it's more like 20 people total. Oh, wow. Um, and the other, like, nine haven't been able to be identified because it's just pieces. Ooh. You know, it's hard to yeah. kind of Frankenstein them together. Um, <laughs> but a bunch of other people, uh, when they noticed they were able to identify some of the bodies, they realized, oh, because they went missing elsewhere, someone else got blamed for that disappearance. In some cases, they've been arrested and executed or, in horrible cases, lynched, like by townspeople. Jesus. Um, So, not great. And these are murders committed that they later found out they found that body, like, on the Bender property. Mm -hmm. Whoops, I guess we lynched the wrong person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's another one of the cases I talked about that'll be coming out uh, maybe pretty soon here, the case of uh, the Velisca Axe murders. Um, similar kind of thing happened. Uh, you'll have to listen to that episode, though, if you want that story. Um, now, also, after the information of all these murders is kind of disseminated, because the big thing I like to point out is that this is not a new thing, true crime. You know, it's not a new genre of entertainment or news. People have been getting after it for a long time. Long time. As long as there has been murders and press and, like, media, there has been true crime media. <laughs> uh... But, uh, yeah, so basically this shows up in the newspapers and a bunch of people show up to Labette County looking for souvenirs. True crime treasure hunters, these folks. Oh, wow. Hitting the table. But, um... Damn. So they literally, these true crime hunters literally, like, tore this house apart. Took everything that was still there. Mm. Right down to the wood blocks made to, like, make the cabin to, like, the stone in the foundation. Wow. Wanted every little piece of it. And apparently the law people were like, yeah, that's cool. Wow, I didn't know there was such big true crime fans back then. Oh, always, man. Mm. It goes, it's been forever. Fucking Bonnie and Clyde. About Bonnie and Clyde, how they like, got killed finally at the end of their spree. You know, they got like turned to ground beef, basically. And uh, people, once they found out it was Bonnie and Clyde who had been killed at the scene, they like swarmed the car that they were shot in. And started, like, trying to grab stuff. Ew. And, like, dip, like, handkerchiefs in the blood. Oh, Somebody wow. tried to cut off Clyde's trigger finger. Someone tried to cut off his ear. Oh, someone savages. cut off... Someone went up with a pair of scissors and cut off... Or, like, a pocket knife and cut off a piece of Bonnie's hair and took it. Oh, wow. And the cops were all trying to, like, scatter him away. But, yeah, no. This new... People are always like, why do you want to do, like true crime stuff it's so dark it's so and this is a new thing people were never and it's like no 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 people have been into it forever they might not have called it that yeah and and people weren't and they didn't have TV back then so what else are they gonna do exactly and also people thought it was like a people think it's like a macabre fascination but everybody has that macabre fascination when there are true crime cases in the media media consumption goes up Mm -hmm. like there's a positive correlation to it might not necessarily be causation whoa oops (laughs) <laughs> oh, I got a text. Oh, gee, that happened so much on the last episode, too. Don't, uh, it's all good. But, um, so, it seemed like the main motive to the murders, like I said, was money. Because a lot of the people had been robbed. Boring. Boring. Money. 
But also since there was pieces and there were some people who were led to believe they were like dismembered, they thought, oh, did they just like playing with bodies? Mm. I don't know. But also since there was pieces found, other people think, oh, that means they were cannibals. And they were eating the fleshy bits and burying what they didn't want. Yeah, it's, how, it's like why, if they had this huge apple orchard and they could just stick a hole and throw the body in, what's the point in making all these little pieces? I wonder if one of them was really fucked up and just liked to play with body parts. I bet. You know, something like that. Or they could have been cannibal. I don't know what the, like, you know, maybe there was short crops or when people didn't come through, they couldn't always buy food and they got desperate and started eating people. <laughs> You know, who knows? Most of the cases of cannibalism, though, don't aren't like industrialized and like put into like a system. Most cases of cannibalism happen out of desperation. They ha- most cases have been out of desperation yeah, in recent mm-hmm. memory, like the Donner Party, you know, and uh, the people, the, the Uruguayan uh, rugby team that was in that one movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. The plane crash in the Andes. Yes, they, they, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's a fucked up because that's like. They, fucking 70s that wasn't that long ago i read that book yeah well and then obviously everyone talks about Dahmer. but he did it for fun he did it because he was i think he was curious he was a lifelong student rjf he was a lifelong student (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny uh but yeah so um there's not a whole lot of proof to suggest that they were cannibals though unfortunately if there had been like a knife or something found maybe Mm. but like I said earlier, by the time the townsfolk figured out what was happening and they got out to the farm to search it, the family was long gone. Darn it. Now, the reason why this is such a mystery, and it's kind of hard to like piece together exactly what happened because it was so long ago, there's not great documentation, um, we don't really know how this stuff wraps up. There's a lot of theories. Mm-hmm. Lot, one theory is that John Jr. and Kate, the sibling couple, who mm-hmm. may or may not have been, we don't know, uh, went south to the border oh. uh, and down in Texas oh. now and hung out in this border town, Texas-Mexico border, where you know it's full of criminals and outlaws, and they could easily change their identity and live. They were free to copy, be lovers. Be, 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 yes, be incestuous lovers. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say it out loud, I guess. I don't know. Um, but then that's the theory, is that these guys could have changed their names so many times before they got to Kansas. They could have been just a gang of criminals who were pretending to be a family, so mm. they seemed more normal, you know. Uh, that's true. Their pictures don't really look that similar. Yeah, and to be fair, those are artist render- renderings that are probably done, were only done after these murders came to light mm. and from memory. So it can be sketchy. <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah, we're comedians we're comedians are you doing any mics tonight i might try to sign up at helium it's, okay i'm not speaking <laughs> no. poorly i've just i've signed up twice and i haven't gotten on and i'm kind of oh, like eh, what's the point you gotta sign up like 10 times i know and I, i'll do it one day the thing is i don't drive I don't, so i don't want to go all the way oh yeah it's a big headache and come back because i'll end up going to montevilla i'll probably go to that at, in the end yeah, yeah. And I'll That's usually, a fun you know, I like going to Misfits, too. I'm going to do Misfits up 82nd. What's Misfits? Oh, it used to be Eastside Bar and Grill. It's Dirty Angels. Mike. Oh, it's... Oh, I didn't know it was called They, they changed now. the name. Oh, yeah. okay. They changed owners, so the name has changed. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 9.30, 9.45. Cool. Um, 
Anyway, <laughs> if you're not in Portland, none of that's going to make sense. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so by the time they got there, nobody was there, like I said. So it seems like John Jr. and Kate maybe went down to Mexico. seems like the senior benders, John Sr. and Elvira, headed east. There's some accounts saying they got on a train, went to Kansas City, and then from Kansas City went north to Michigan. But there's also a case, there was a guy known as John, let me see if I can get this name right, John Finkler, Finkler, <laughs> uh, who was a guy uh, who apparently looked and sounded, had a lot of the same personality traits, looked a lot like John Bender based oh. on contemporary accounts, and they think that he was, I think this is the one they got, that um, he was living out in Montana, in the Montana-Idaho region in the 1890s. Mm-hmm. And he was accused, this guy John Finkler, of killing a man in Idaho Ooh. with a hammer. Oh, so, that seems like our guy. M.O. M.O. Modus operandi. So what um, happened to the ugly daughter then? Did she, did they just leave her? Elvira? Yeah. Or the daughter? The daughter. So we'll get to that. Oh, Because okay, I think okay. I know what actually happened. Okay. I have a favorite theory, but that's uh, the last okay. one we're going to talk okay. about. So basically, this guy John Finkler gets accused of killing this guy with a hammer. So people go, oh my God, it must, it's probably John Bender. Because apparently he was married to a woman who looked like Elvira Bender. But mm. I don't remember her name. Um, but then uh, they get at, they what happens is is he kills himself <laughs> in captivity. He hangs himself in his jail cell, and by the time and a uh, by the time a, someone from Kansas who could visually ID him as John Bender gets out there, the body's decomposed. And wow, it must have taken a long time to well, get I mean, there. Like I, northern Idaho from w- northwestern Kansas. That's a pretty good. You're going through mountains too. Guess bodies used to decompose faster. They sure did. This was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had some formaldehyde. They just wanted to do it quickly. Hmm. I don't know, but they they couldn't ID him. So it's it's a lot of people don't think it was that guy. Hmm. But fun fact, (laughs) the town uh, where the where the guy was arrested and killed himself apparently really wanted to think it was John Bender (laughs) of the Kansas Benders. So they kept his skull, Hmm. the top half of it. And they displayed it in this bar until Prohibition. So until the bar shut down in Idaho, it was treasured as the John... It was called Pa Bender's Skull. And it had a big plaque. Pa Bender's Skull. Old Pa Bender. And uh, I don't know where it went after Prohibition. Oh, he's quite uh, the celebrity. Yeah, well, it was a famous... It's scary. Mm -hmm. It's this scary idea that you're traveling across the prairie for a new life out west... And you stop to get a good night's rest and food at this little cute little B&B run by a family. And you sit down to eat. And as you're starting to eat and talk to the creepy, witchy, like, proto-goth daughter, cracked in the head with a hammer. I think of it like, uh, you know, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, how they all slept in that big bed together? Yeah, that too. It's like that room, but then you get murdered in it. It's like a combo of that and Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, it's like it's like old timey Prairie Sweeney Todd, <laughs> especially if they were cannibalizing them. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. they were giving Meat the grinder. food to next the next people. Oh, I like that because they, they really only killed they were, they single did. men and that one daughter. Yeah, where were they getting all the food from? Yeah, I bet that was it. Mm. Single men. I like that. I like that because it's usually uh, single ladies. All the single ladies. So all I always said the these guy, these people were killing. Does men. that mean you love Dahmer too? Because he only killed. No, men. I do. And Gacy. Yeah. And... No, I do like that. Um, 
Dahmer was killing men too. But he was killing, I mean, I like, don't, I'm not gonna boys. say I like it. He was killing gay men of color too, primarily. I'm just saying <laughs> I like that it's not women not for once. Women. Yeah. Well, okay. I've been reading a book about the Green River Killer, and that's all women, specifically sex workers, and it is upsetting. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of. It's mostly women sex workers. Oh, in general, I think. Yeah. Well, and to get on a bit of a tangent, it's like the thing that I've heard a couple times from people who are into true crime is like. You know, men who are into true crime are into it as a uh, like a morbid fascination. Mm-hmm. Women who are into true crime do it for like protection, like it's like training almost. It's like so this I doesn't think it, happen I think to it, you. It's a little bit of both. Oh, I'm sure. Or, yeah. Also, yeah, just you know to look out for. Yeah, I don't know. Don't go uh, hiking in parks alone. Uh-uh. Don't. Well, there's like anything you can think of though to be like avoid this type of person. There's a person who's not like that, who's equally yeah. as dangerous. That's what I mean. It's people... just every type of person. Yeah. Just stay away from everyone. Stay from men. Stay away from <laughs> women. <laughs> there's men. no... Fi- I mean, maybe there's one or two. There's... The, the, the women who kill, it's usually poison. And it's usually they're killing men. I, I don't know of any female serial killers I'm, that specifically kill women. I'm thinking of mostly, like, medical workers, like nurses. There's some that nurses too. that went around just killing everyone, like, yeah. whoever they could yeah, yeah. kill. Well, Eileen Wernos is probably the only one who did it super violently over and over again. Was she a nurse? No, she was a, um, a sex worker. She killed their Johns. Oh, wow. We're going to do that case, because Eileen Wernos is fun. Oh, yeah, she, that one she's, fun. She's a hoot. But she killed, she shot them all. She <laughs> broke the mold. Hmm. Um, she was pretty masculine, though, as far as female sex workers go. <laughs> um, it, I'm going to say something bad, and I, my mom doesn't like podcasts, so I know she won't hear this. My biological... I've watched the... Have you watched, like, the Eileen Warno's documentaries? No. There's some great ones that have interviews with her, or you can find them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She's going to hate me saying this, but it's in my, on my head now. Eileen Warno's really reminds me, like, in energy of my mom. <laughs> Like, she doesn't look like my oh, mom at all. Oh, your poor mom. She doesn't look like my mom, but the way she kind of talks and the way she kind of is just like, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, I'm in prison. Society fucked me over. Everyone's against me. I'm like, that's Lisa. Um, so she's like, she's like saying these murders are not, she's not taking responsibility. Yeah, a quick one. Eileen Warnos said it was all self-defense. Working as a sex worker, she killed these men because they were all trying to assault her. That was kind of the story she went with. Hmm. Well, they were probably trying to have sex with her. Well, she's a sex worker. You probably yeah. check out. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think there's the truth is some as it often is somewhere in, in the middle. In between, yeah. You know, sure. I, I don't dis. I, I imagine that she was assaulted by some of her clients. But this isn't the yeah. Eileen Warnos episode. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, we do. We are gonna do her though some on what we're like I keep saying we there's just me it's just me <laughs> and one other person who is yet to be determined but anyways uh, years later so this is like early 1900s there's a woman in Michigan living mm-hmm. out here who says my mother is Elvira Bender and I am oh. Kate Bender oh. and we killed all these people in Kansas years ago so the Kansas officials take this very seriously and they go up and look at her and somebody from Kansas who knew the Bender says yeah they look like older versions of those two women Hmm. so they bring them back to Kansas put them on trial but immediately the lawyers are able to say this woman who you think is Elvira Bender I don't remember what the woman's name was here's this sheet saying she was in prison in Michigan during the times of these murders Hmm. 
It's pretty clear she's not the one, and the judge immediately went, yeah, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. you're not it. So let him go. Let him go back to, to, to Michigan. So um, here's the, th- the theory that I think is what actually happened. I think because it was very common at this time when there was lax law enforcement out in these frontier towns, I think a group of townspeople ran out there, caught up with them after they escaped, and killed them. Yeah. Since there was no... Because here's what... Pulled a Beauty and the Beast, kind of. Wait, what? Because they the said, get the beast, and then they... Yeah, but they didn't do it. That's true. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, I guess, yeah, in spirit, it is that. <laughs> like, But uh, lynch mobs are a real thing. If like someone thought that you had done something wrong, it was very common for a group of townspeople to roll up and be like... Let's kill you Take for it. Take the law into their own hands. Yeah, very much so. That's a very big uh, issue in, throughout the... Because a lot of times there are law enforcement guys who are like, Yeah, let's get them. <laughs> or like, Oh no, you fi- you got him from me. Darn it. <laughs> like, uh, you managed to get him. But uh, basically, I think a, a, a group of townspeople from Labette County... Uh, hunted them down because their wagon and their horses were found a few days after the murders were discovered in this riverbed and there was nobody no signs of anything no blood no nothing but I kind of think that some people because uh, also guys admitted to it years later um, saying yeah basically we found them and uh, John Sr. Elvira and John Jr. were all shot according to this story. Oh, is what okay. comes up. They they shot them all. Uh, I thought they, they ran off to Mexico. John Jr. That's what they think. Hmm. So this is the th- these these are all just theories, Madeline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, basically they this is probably the close or some variation of this. Multiple men from this area have came forward later saying that this is what happened. That they. Found them. The men and Elvira tried to run, so they were shot. But because everybody was really threatened by Kate, and she was considered like maybe she put a curse on people, mm-hmm. maybe she's like witchy, yeah. maybe she's a demon of some kind. Yeah. So Gotta according to this story, they burned her alive. Burned her. Yes, yeah. knew it, nailed it. Yeah. Which would account for why there was never any bodies found. Um, but yeah, I think. That some version of that, I don't know if it happened exactly that way, I think is probably the most believable story. Yeah. Or because there was no other murders. Well, there is a theory that another old west timey family murders uh, were uh, also the work of the Benders, the, a family called the Kellys somewhere that else. That the Benders killed the Kellys? No, that they were the Kellys. Like that oh. they went somewhere else and started doing the same thing. Oh, and reading it. Okay. Yeah, it took a different name. Huh. But uh, I don't know if that's true. I think there's multiple killer families out there. Oh, I'm I I this story is so scary to me in a, like on a vi- like a visceral level, but I love it. Like this is like old west gothic. It sounds like they should have shit. a movie about a movie based on. There's this. probably been a couple that have like taken pieces from it. Yeah. You know, because it's this idea of an insular family that is shut off to the rest of the world because of how remote stuff is. It's. Probably not, it was a bit of an inspiration, although that was more Ed Gein, was the inspiration for like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. in terms of like Leatherface, because of all the skinning that was I Ed still Gein. never saw Texas Chainsaw. <sighs> oh, it seems a little it. scary. Yeah, it's a horror movie. <laughs> do you not like horror movies? No, I do, but I like more like ghost stuff and supernatural stuff okay. than like serial killer stuff. 
Yeah, in the 70s we started getting like pretty gory with it, which I love, but you know, I'm so like like, like six cents. I like the six cents. That's good. It's great. Yeah. I I'm not big into like the torture gore stuff. So, big fan of Hostel, I can imagine. See, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm not a fan of. Yeah, no, well, yeah. Hostel's a bit much. Um, <laughs> if you ask me, even even for someone like me, but <laughs> Anyways, okay, we talked about the the tavern in Idaho that had the skull. Now, um, have you ever played? Are you a big gamer? Do you play video games? Not a big gamer. Okay, I, I'm not I, a big I'm gamer. I'm Super Nintendo, but that's about it. I that's like fun. Nintendo. I had a Super Nintendo as a kid. But so, you, are you familiar with the game Red Dead Redemption? I've heard that of game it. Series. So in Red Dead Redemption Two, for all the Red Dead fans out there, Red Dead, there is a like side mission where you go to this farm, and it's a brother and sister who may hinted to be incestuous it's like a hog farm and if you accept their invite to go in and eat with them they drug you and leave your body somewhere like like off somewhere and they take your money so you can go back and take your money back and kill them okay it's based on john jr and kate bender it's kind of based on them but then they also kind of imply that those guys are cannibals or maybe feeding people to pigs yeah which you know that's a very solid way to murder people and not leave evidence. My friend said she had an aunt who uh, got eaten. It was like a great aunt or something who they went in to feed the pigs. The pigs were really hungry and then they only found like a piece of jewelry in there left yeah. and it never came back. They don't like metal. Yeah. They will eat everything. That's um. There's another case I want to cover on this podcast. <laughs> you got a lot of cases. Yeah, I got I endless. There's endless amounts. <laughs> because I like this. Like this isn't super well known, mm-hmm. and some people don't like talking on and like true crime things about uh, unsolved cases because mm-hmm. they want to be able to like pinpoint it. I just like yeah. talking with people about it. It's fun. But um, and you know, what do I know? <laughs> Oh, that fucking bourbon just hit me. I just finished it. It's been hitting me. It's been hitting me. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, we're we're, we're, we're approaching the end. Oh, God. I fucking can't read my notes. Okay. No, we're good. (laughs) I typed them up so I could do this better. Okay. So, Madeline, familiar with Laura Ingalls Wilder? Yeah. Yeah. She wrote Little House on the Prairie, right? Yeah. So, the reason why Harold Schechter called his book on this, or his essay on this topic, Literal Slaughterhouse on the Prairie, (laughs) is because this takes place in the same part of Kansas. Oh, really? As Little House on the Prairie. Jeez. Now, it's been a while since I've read those books or watched the TV show. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. It's pretty sweet, though. It's like there's occasionally some little, like, oh, Doc or Daddy fell off his horse and broke his leg, and we had to send for the Doc and ride for him all. Like, it's like there's conflict, there's scary stuff, and I think there's some Indian attacks, which, you know, hasn't aged well. But, um, oh, (laughs) by the way, Native Americans now. I, okay, I think I tend to use the term indigenous. I, I, I still say Indian. No, I, I, I say Indian too. I don't know why yeah. I tried to out, <laughs> tried to outwoke you there. No, because um, I saw that I saw something on TV and and they were talking to a Native American. And he's like, I prefer to be called Indian. Yeah. Well, some and there's a certain amount of like taking different. it back, but it's a big community and they, yeah. not everybody feels the same way. Yeah. Um, you should always just ask. Yeah. <laughs> like. True dat. Um, true dat. True dat. That's what. They, ask your local Indians. Yeah. If they like to be called. <laughs> um, ask you... your local indigenous friends. I keep yeah. banging into everything. I'm so clumsy. You're a banger. <laughs> like a sausage. 
That's what they call a sausage You're a in like sausage the UK. I am a bit sausage. Eggs and ba- or, um, beans and mash and bangers. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. <laughs> I see. That was close. That was close. Um, so, uh... Laura Ingalls Wilder, author of Little Little House on the Prairie, lived out here, and she said years later that her father, <gasps> she believes her father, was part of the lynch mob who nice. killed the Benders. Awesome. He kind Get of him. he kind of halfway admitted to it later. He didn't like talking about it, you know. But she said years later, uh, I would bring it up to my dad, like the Bender murders, because they would mm-hmm. pop up back and then, like when this, these people were found in Michigan. Dude kills himself in Montana. They think maybe. The story doesn't die. Hmm. It's still talked about today. Yeah. Uh, like right now. <laughs> um, but uh, she would bring it up with her dad, and he would just answer very minimally, very mm-hmm. cryptically. Just be like, those people are gone. They're gone. Don't we worry don't about, talk about them. They're anymore. gone. We don't talk about that. Yeah. Classic Midwestern dad. Right. Just gets angry and drinks Natty Light in the garage. Natty Light? <laughs> I don't Natty see Light. that for you. I would see you as being like a rolling rock gal. No, well, I didn't drink a lot till like my last year of college, and they always went to the bodega. The boat. And got Where'd you go to college. Light. Manhattan College, which was actually in the Bronx. Manhattan. Well, so you were in New York. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Bronx, sure. Yankee Stadium. Oh. I'm a lifelong Yankees fan. Did you know that? Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because you're from Jersey, right? No, I'm from New York. Oh, you're from New York. I'm, I'm from sorry. upstate New York. Oh, you're yeah. from upstate. upstate yeah. Whereabouts? Went to, went to college in the big city. Um, Averill Park. Averill Park. Which is near Albany, the state's Albany. capital. Yeah. William Kennedy. He was the writer, right? He's the re- Ironweed. Oh, you a know great what? Book. You That's know what's funny about that? What book? I met him and I babysat for his grandkids. <gasps> he lived right. Near me. There you go. That's yeah. awesome. That's a great book. I haven't read his other ones, but I've read specifically Ironweed is just a fucking gut punch of a book. I heard he, he deals with like a lot of sad, poor people. It's very stuff. so. He was yeah. Ironweed's about a homeless former baseball player who's returning to his hometown of Albany after he accidentally killed one of his kids. Oh Jesus! He dropped will... his son on the floor and he died. And um, there's a great monologue when he's in the cemetery talking to like the ghost of his son like because you, you, you well it's read the book it's great um Jeez. well i was there to babysit but they had to do a lot of dusting <laughs> oh that's nice i'm not here to dust i'm not here to du- oh you don't yeah, owe me william kennedy me. william kennedy what am i one of your book people is he still alive i don't know this was like 20 years ago when i was there and he was pretty old back then does it wait can i ask how old you are 36. You're 36? I wouldn't have guessed that. I thought you were about my age. <laughs> Which I'm not going to tell well, you what I it listen. is. <laughs> I don't. Uh-oh. Oh, it's a doggy home! The dog's home. Yay. Okay, I have one more thing to okay. s- say, and then we can... Uh, well, it's not a really big thing. That Laura Ingalls Wilder is the best last yeah. thing. <laughs> I wish there was an episode of Little House in the Prayer where this happens, though. What if it was really all the girls from Little House? What if they are the murder family? That would be... I want to see that movie. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. All right, let's write it. I'm in. You going to produce it? Yeah. That's all I got. It has inspired uh, a lot of TVs, a lot of movies. I remember it being talked about on Wild West Tech. Yeah. Which do you ever remember? Do you ever watch that show? No. It's on the History Channel. I was a History Channel kid. <laughs> I was not. 
But that's the story of the Bender family. Madeline, what'd you think? Oh, I loved every second of it. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Well, hey, let's, you know what we're going to do because we're on air with it? Let's, 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 let's bring the dog in. <gasps> Yay! Want to see the dog. And I felt bad that he wasn't here. Murphy! Oh, you let him outside? Let him in. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways. <that's, laughs> I don't know if she heard that. We, 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 Murphy's outside. We were having a good chat. Thanks you for coming. I'm not going to wrap up. Oh, you're not. I'm not going to wrap not up. Not wrapping up. Yeah. We're, well, we're going to get... Let's do the dog thing off air. <laughs> Let's do it. But thank you so much for coming. Yeah, this was fun. It's been great. Murder casserole is this is, is, is Colin Maddox. What's your name? Madeline Moore. All right. You guys have a good day. Bye. Yeah.